Hi, this is Julie, and this is my mom fashion. It's been 12 years we've been married. My husband, who I love, keeps using my towel after showers. Nothing worse to me than getting out of the shower to a wet towel. We have four towel racks in the bathroom, and after many discussions about it, I put my towel down the hall on my closet door handle. He moves it back to help straighten and then ends up using it again. It took me 12 years, but just this month I figured it out. I crafted a Julie's Towel Only sign taped to my towel. <laughs> we are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Guys, it's Hi, My Name is Mom. We're going to talk about the biggest fight you've ever had. Nervous about this episode. Are you? Why? It's just because it's very vulnerable for all of us because we list our highlight reels with our marriage. Well, we all post what I've always called the Instagram side of life, right? Like you have this like happy, sweet, shiny, perfectly quaffed feed. But the reality of what goes on behind that or even behind getting the pictures is sometimes pure insanity. If you're in a long-term relationship, you're just going to fight sometimes. And right now, we are holed up with our husbands, with our kids. And we love them. There's all this quality time. (laughs) That constant togetherness is really great until it just becomes way too much. I'm taking like four baths a day. (laughs) (laughs) You should enjoy it while it lasts. You should. You should. I don't know. I don't think anyone talks about these fights. Like, no, I typically am very protective of my husband. I am not the girl who's like, listen to what my husband did today. I pretty (laughs) much. And also I would talk in that voice if I was complaining about my husband. I don't think it's anyone's business really what goes on in your marriage, but I have my certain group of friends that I know I can chat with, but they're also rooting for my marriage. And so they're not going to be like the husband bashing crew. I think that's That's a a really good point that venting is different than wanting someone to make you go, oh, I'm going to leave him or whatever. I mean, now, now there are circumstances where I would go, yeah, you can't stand that. Um, But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the sort of normal arguments that you have. And one of the reasons we started talking about this is because Kayla and her husband, John, who are getting ready to have a baby in the next few weeks, have had a recurring argument. But that recurring argument happened because they were struggling to have a baby. And not only was that hard, they went through many losses. Anybody who's gone through fertility issues or just like waiting every month, like peeing on a stick knows how hard that is. And disclaimer, we have healed from this and we've worked through this. But both of us were at a point where we weren't fighting fair. And we've always fought just like a lot of couples have. And it's been over like dumb stuff. What was the biggest fight? Our biggest fight was... I was hurting. I just had my fourth miscarriage and Jonathan made a comment when he was hurting that he didn't think I did everything I could do to prevent the miscarriage. And now knowing that was him hurting and not healing and taking it out on me because men hurt too when you go through miscarriage. It's just not the women that experience it and go through it. But for me, that was very unforgivable at the moment. And it just, it created a lot of toxic, hurt feelings in our relationship that it took us years to get past and work through. But it honestly, it took me healing myself, finding peace for for myself and completely 
being at a point where I felt like I was done with my marriage in order to heal from that and realize I'm not done with my marriage. We just had some really bad communication that was hurting us very deeply. And once we kind of just took a pause, we didn't take a pause from our marriage, but we took a pause from discussing that and trying to work that out where we both had time to heal from it. And um, I had time to forgive him and understand what he really meant by that. Because I think sometimes in marriage, you say things to win or you don't think it through. You just say things out of anger. And a lot of times those things can be taken so far out of context that before you really work through them, it's already created too much damage. Those people closest to us, whether they are our parents or our spouses or our you know best friends, you said it, Kayla. It's like there's a there's a level of grace there that you have for the people closest to you that you're that you're going to be forgiven for something, and so it's easier, I think, to say something in anger than it would be to like say it to a stranger, even almost. It's his safe person he could explain right. to. I've definitely been there. I understand how you feel, Kayla. Are you now wondering if that fight is just done now that you guys are having a baby? That specific fight is done, yes, but I think that we will always struggle with exploding and saying things that we don't mean when we're hurting. At least you notice that that's your coping mechanism. Once you have the baby, the miscarriage argument might go away, right? But but the need to maybe pass blame won't. Adrian and I, we don't actually fight a lot, but we fight often about the same thing. The same topics in our marriage before we had kids are the same topics that are just exponentially more major now that we have kids. They're silly maybe on the surface surface level, but when you are a family of two, your ability to like diffuse a situation is different than when there's four other bodies that need your time and attention and you still have to diffuse this bomb that is is going off because like the fight doesn't stop, but your ability to stop and deal with it and really like handle it in the moment certainly gets gets handicapped. So Jonathan and I have been together for almost 12 years um, without kids. And I've always told myself, man, if we had kids, we would have a buffer so that when we are in fights, it's not constantly intense. We have the distraction to focus on so we can come back to that fight later. And it's not just like, and I might be totally wrong on that mindset. (laughs) You're not wrong in that the distraction will be there, right? It's like when you get a new car, it's like everybody's really stoked to drive the new car for a long time. (laughs) It's like dirty with Cheerios, gum, and milk spilled all over it. And then you're like, oh, this is me, a new car. There's a distraction that lasts, and then it it only lasts for so long. So at, at the point where maybe the first couple of days are behind you, <laughs> sorry to be a little so You have two days, yeah. Kayla. Covering, <laughs> you'll be exhausted. You'll be learning a new human that has her own personality and her <sighs> own personality and her own needs, you'll have double the amount of housework, double the amount of errands, double the amount of chores, double the emotional expectations. I'll have an actual child to parent and not just Instead of a grandchild, yeah. (laughs) It's true. It's like, but but those things, like, they they weigh on you doubly, and and you don't quite, I don't think you realize until you've got it coming from multiple angles. Like, yes, your heart multiplies when you have a child, without a doubt. But so does the weight of that burden that you're carrying on your shoulders. Because when you fight, it doesn't just then, it doesn't affect just me and Adrian. It affects 
all four of our children. And then it comes in with the mom guilt of like, oh, now I'm, I'm destroying my children because they accidentally w- witnessed this fight, which was about not buying bleach at the store, you know, or something. It's just- I'm so nervous about that with what toxic behavior traits do I have that I need to work on so that I don't mess up my kids because I want to mess them up you as, will. Like, as little yeah. as possible. <laughs> I mess my kids up every single day. Every hour of every day is a battle of what can I do or say to make up for something I probably I like number 17 <laughs> on your goal list. Oh, yeah. Well, number 17 and 18, no yelling and no, no cussing. That was like our first quarter to-do list. I broke that like within an hour. And I am a yeller. And I just sort of have to admit that. But, you know, it is what it is. I want to know what was the biggest fight you and Adrian ever got in? The most long-running fight is about the fact that my husband and I are wired completely differently. I am straight up an expert multitasker. You have to be to be a working mom, a mom who works outside of the home in addition to working inside of the home raising kids. There's no way to get it all done otherwise. And it is just how I am wired. I can be doing the dishes, recording a podcast, drinking a cup of coffee, and answering an email on my phone with a baby tugging at my leg because that's how I'm wired. Or my, my husband's wired completely the opposite. He's a task-oriented guy, but he has to complete one thing before he starts anything else. And an example, he has to do the dishes before he starts cooking dinner. Project A before he does project B. I will start a load of dishes, get them halfway done, where it's like the ones are off the counter, but some are still in the sink, start dinner, and then paint a wall in the kitchen. Our biggest fight is about his procrastination because he's a perfectionist. So he likes to get things done. And when they're done, he starts the next thing. But I'm like, but I needed this three days ago. I needed this applicate camp application. I needed this ex, you know, whatever it is. And he hasn't done it. So in, in his sort of lack of ability to multitask, it, it pushes everything on my plate out to the point where it becomes like an emergency when he's ready to do it. He does, he wears a lot of hats. You know, right now he's producing a morning radio show and he's writing his fourth book, which is coming out this month. And he has a blog that he, you know, is a a full blown business that he runs from our home. And I always try and and he's not a multitasker. I know that's the thing. It's like, I'm like, can you imagine where we would be if you could like, if you you didn't have to finish one of these things every day before you could start the next, he he can't work that way. And it's not, it's not fair. It's really not fair for me to expect something of him. I know he's not capable of, but does that escalate at times? Like sometimes it's a small thing. Sometimes it's bigger. Yeah. When we first had Ava 10 years ago for the first eight and a half years, while he was a working at home dad, I was working 60 hours plus a week outside of the home and being mom. And I never missed a play group and I never missed a doctor's appointment and I never missed any of these other things because I had to wear all these hats. So now that I've taken the last year and a half off to raise you know, my last baby, I wanted to be at home with one of our babies at, at least. I still take on work projects. I'm still doing, you know, a podcast, you know, I'm still running my own blogs and I'm still doing all those other things that my husband was doing. So th- that's where for me, the, I guess, frustration stems from. He's a spectacular partner. I don't take that from him. He is a, he's a home chef. He cooks, he cleans, he will do anything I need him to do. But sometimes all of those little, like the procrastination, the, he like, is dad or alive. He is. Yeah, he's either dad or he's yes. You're exactly right. Do you, Jen? Do you uh, do you think you guys fight fair? Long pause. Yeah, long pause. (laughs) I don't know if we fight fair. I don't think I fight fair. The bad thing that I do is I tend to bring up the past a lot, 
That's I, a, you were talking about boomerangs before. Oh yeah, so you're like, like his you argument is back at you yeah. know, Adam, the poor guy. It's like he's done what he's needed to do to like make a change, and you know, you know, whatever it is, whatever the argument's about, and like here I am, like pulling up old stuff, and and yeah, that's not fair. So no, I don't think I fight fair in that way at all. I'm working on that. I'm totally aware of that. It's not Lori, I always, from my perspective, looking at you guys, you guys are such couple goals because I can't judge what goes on behind closed doors or anything, but you guys are just so respectful towards each other at all times. And you guys are great communicators. Uh, do you guys fight? <laughs> <laughs> I do think we have really good communication in our marriage. And I give Ty so much credit for that because um, he is so patient and I have learned that I can kind of say anything to him and he and it doesn't get inflammatory for the mm-hmm. most part I can tell him how I feel and he'll respect me feeling that way whether or not he agrees so in other words he doesn't pull that card of well I didn't mean to hurt your feelings so whatever I'm yeah. feeling he helps me to feel like those feelings are valid and he takes it in but yeah we do fight most of our fights are so stupid the foundational stuff is good it's more surface stuff like we have literally gotten into fights about bagged ice he didn't understand why we should buy ice. I'm like, it's two fifty, And his argument was, yeah, but we have one of those little trays. But my point was, that'll make, you know, 12 pieces of ice, and I don't like that ice as much. And so we would really have an argument, and then we'd start laughing. But our biggest fight, at least in my mind, is actually pretty recently. It was such a cliche fight of the tit for tat of when you have kids and you have working parents, who does what? And not necessarily seeing things through the other person's perspective. So he had been gone for four days and I'd been taking care of both kids while doing my day-to-day work and all of that kind of stuff. Well, the house had been insane because both of us had gotten really busy. And we've talked about how when things get busy, something has to give. So what had given? The house. Everything was a disaster. And Ty and I both find calm in a clean house, an organized home. But there was stuff everywhere. I had an unpacked bags from when we had traveled as a family weeks before. And so I know that drives Ty nuts because he does have literally like clinically moderate OCD. Point being, I took that whole four days with the kids to get the house back in order. I cleaned, I organized, I took stuff to Goodwill, I took stuff to recycling, folded all the laundry, and there is a lot of laundry. I folded it, put it all away. I was like, this is going to be so awesome for him to walk in the house to this pristine home. Well, I had loaded the dishwasher and it was running. So the one thing I hadn't been able to do was to unload the dishwasher and then reload those dirty dishes. So he walked in the door and what did he focus on? The dishes in the sink. So he's like huffing and puffing while he's putting these these clean dishes away. And I'm like, I can't believe I did all this. And all you saw was that the dishes had not been unloaded. And I had been in like the best mood. There was a football game coming on. Like I was already, I was in my Green Bay Packers gear. I was so ready to see him. And then it just hit me so hard. And you know that feeling of going from super excited to just sinking. Finally, after we put the kids to bed, it all sort of started getting stirred up. And we're very respectful of each other. But this was the one time in our marriage when things got, like we just started like shoveling in there, right? He started telling me a lot of things at the house that he wasn't happy about. And I realized that we weren't on the same page. Like, for instance, when he would go to bed early at night because he was doing a radio show and getting up at three in the morning. So he'd go to bed around 730. The kids go to bed around 730 and I'd reset the whole house. But he'd walk straight out the garage door in the morning and never see it clean. So he felt like 
everything was chaotic all the time. And here I am going, I'm cleaning up every night. And he's like, I don't see that. So it was just all, it was like the tiniest little things, but we were having this grass is greener argument where I'm like, you go to, you get to go to work and focus on whatever you need to focus on for however long you need to focus on. And you know that I'm handling the kids until you come home. And he's going, yeah, but while the kids are at school, you have a choice of how you spend your time and you might get to go to the gym and you get to spend more time with the kids. And honestly, I, I struggled with that argument for like a solid week afterwards because I felt like I, I if there's one thing I was doing well it was handling all this stuff at home and now you guys know in creative careers you most of the time feel like you're failing being creative you do have a natural insecurity of feeling like a failure so when someone pokes that button it hurts yeah, and that's exactly Even what it was it's an ex- it's amplified. And that's exactly yeah. it, Kayla. So I had, I, I was juggling all these like, you know, aspirational career goals where you're just continue to put yourself out there, which doesn't usually phase me because I've been doing it forever. But I had yeah. a, a bunch of things all at once that were kind of like, oh, like just feel like I'm trying so hard all the time and like spinning wheels a little bit. Yeah. And then on top of that was that my value as a mom and as someone who was carrying the load of the housework and stuff that I, my value there was diminished. Yeah. And that is what hit me hard. Yeah. And I do that, that self-talk where I'm like, you need to be grateful because blah, 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 blah. But I just had this thing where I was trying to find my value again in my marriage. Ultimately, what happened was that I, I gained new insight into how things I was doing were affecting him and vice versa. And I think it made us stronger. But that to me, because we're not a couple that fights a lot, that one was like, oh, it was really heavy that idea of going to bed angry, like never go to bed angry. I don't always think that's true. I don't think it's always healthy. I need to sleep it off. Well, the thing I always think is, you know, am I going to still love you tomorrow? Am I going to love you more than this fight? And if the answer is yes, then maybe we're better off getting some rest because there's a lot of things that can make fights seem worse. One of them is being tired. Another one is drinking. You know, that can definitely (laughs) cause fights. So there's all these things that can happen and just being so in that moment and so defensive of your position and so incapable of seeing the other side in that moment of of seeing red can just blind you to uh, the real issues and make you say things that you don't mean like John did with you, Kayla. His communication patterns from growing up is it was explosive. You say the meanest things just to stop the fight or just to win and then everyone forgets about it and you go back to it later and that's not the communication that I kind of grew up with I was more you talk things out you tell exactly how you feel and you process it and you try to understand the other person I think we should talk about what communication was like in our households as kids I never saw my parents fight. Communication was always very open. We said exactly how we felt and we had to listen to each other. And for Jonathan, it was the exact opposite. So I think the difference, the biggest difference for our communication with how we grew up was the conflict resolution matter. They would have conflict and then no resolution, but that worked for them. Like they were just, then they were just like, fine. And everyone would just get over it. And for us, the resolution part was the biggest thing to get over the fights. And so being married, I feel like we both have to give and take. I need to respect that 
he is not someone who wants to beat a dead horse and go over the same topic over and over and over until all of these feelings are all butterflies. He's just like, can we just move past it? And for me, I'm like, this was a really big deal. We need to talk about it and dissect it. And, and so we have to meet in the middle ground. What about you, Corey? What was your like growing up? How were your parents? How, how did, did they fight? And, and if so, what was the, how did they fight? You know, I don't know that they really figured out ever how to communicate <laughs> effectively. Um, <laughs> my dad is very passive. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't like confrontation. Most of it is just truly wanting to fix the situation. But he will not yell, scream, but he will hold on to it. Whereas my mom wants to yell, scream, get it out and get it over with and move on. My mom would get mad at my dad for not fighting with her. Not engaging. She felt like him not engaging with her meant that... Like ignoring her. Yeah. Not validating her feelings. Exactly. And so what that meant is by the time they'd been together for 30 plus years, the, the arguments were my mom crying because she didn't feel heard and my dad rolling his eyes. Your parents, for not being together anymore, have like the best relationship. Yeah. The big cliche reasons people get divorced are not just cheating and, you know, lying and addiction, which are the big ones that you think of. I mean, there's so many couples that things just don't work out because they don't work out. It's over dishes. It's over lack of communication. I know I love Jonathan all the time, but I don't feel in love every single day. But I'm going to choose to love him every day because I do love him. I do think there's no such thing as perfect communication. I mean, Mm. that's why we're having this conversation because any of these arguments that we've been talking about could have happened within our own marriages. Maybe cliche isn't the right word. It's just common. It doesn't change the fact that it feels very real and it can, it can really chip away at relationships. I knowing your dad, he reminds me so much of my father. I can he's, see that. He's very and my dad's very very surprisingly artistic and like you know, your dad's a musician and you know, my dad is very quiet, somewhat passive aggressive, but not in a, in a negative way. It's like occasionally he'll like let a zinger go and you know he's been holding <laughs> on to something for a while. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom is really similar to your mom in that she's overly opinionated, right? And and so they balance each other out in a really incredible way. So growing up, what I got to see was the sort of polarizing sides of both of those um, those personality styles. And I grew up kind of netting somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm thankful for having yeah. both sides because if my personality is naturally, I'm a lot like my dad, mm-hmm. but I don't keep my mouth shut the way that he did. You know, he could in some ways be a little bit of a doormat where it's like, <laughs> like don't just let, don't just let that happen. And so I'm really thankful that I have, you know, a little bit of, I, I got to grow up seeing my mom's fiery side and yeah. she would stand up for herself and she would also stand up for her feelings. And and go, you know what? It doesn't matter if you think I should feel this way. Here's how I feel and I'm expressing it. And you need to honor those feelings even if you don't think I should have those feelings. They're my feelings. I get to choose if I'm feeling them or not. I hate to sound sexist, but it is really important for girls to see that growing up. It's important for girls to see passionate, assertive women who aren't afraid to speak their minds. I would hear my mom say things. And I think a lot of it now as an adult looking back is my dad just wouldn't fight back or be combative Mm. with her. She was Um, dating him. and, And I find myself doing that sometimes with Jonathan. I, and he does not baby me 
at all. Like he grew up with like a very dominant mother. She doesn't need no man. She don't, you know, like that is, that is her personality. And so like when I'm having my like, woe is me moment that I need him to like come in on his white horse and rescue me. He's like, you're fine. I'm like, no, I need, I need a hug. I actually think Ty's a little like that with me too. He's like, you're tough. You're fine. I mean, and that's how he's like, you don't need a lot of validation. You know, don't need me telling you that you're doing a good job. And I'm like, I do need validation. You're just like, put your hand on my back. I say that all the time. I'm like, can you just pet me and tell me I'm pretty? Yeah, exactly me. (laughs) I rarely cry like for real. Like something rarely hits me so hard that I'm like sobbing on the sofa. So the few times that Adrian has actually seen that side of me, it's been a really eye-opening experience for him. He's been like, I don't know what to do. I I probably didn't cry for the first two years that Ty and I were together, except when my child was born. And then I feel like the more children we've had and the more hormonal stuff I've gone through, the easier I cry and I hate it. Kayla, I have to um, warn you that you're going to have this precious little baby soon and you're going (laughs) to look at her and be like, I could never be mad at you. I used to stare at Rad and think, how could he ever be in trouble? Now I've been different with Bash because I will I will get mad at him. But <laughs> I'm not a fighter, but I fight with my kids now. But the thing is it's easier to fight with kids cuz they are so irrational. You expect to be able to reason with them and when you can't. Oh yeah. It is it maddening. frustrates you and it frustrates them. It's like exactly. they don't understand you trying to be rational with them and you don't understand why they don't get it. It's crazy. I always wanted to be, you know, like a cool mom. But then you also want them to be good humans. And what that means is that you have to discipline them and you have to shut things down. So the more I'm chill about letting him get away with stuff, the more he's not going to be a good human. The biggest fight I can remember getting in with Rad was we had gone to Target for some just a Target run and he saw something that he wanted and we were getting a toy to donate or something or, or maybe it was a birthday present for another kid. But when we got home, he threw the biggest fit about how he didn't get a toy. And I went full. There are children who have nothing. I will go and take every toy you have and give it to other children until you are appreciative. And I, I started yelling at him like I have never yelled at anyone in my life because I was so mad that he was taking everything he had for granted. And really, he was just being a kid. But I'll tell you what, it did turn him sweet immediately. Well, yeah. you can even fight like Evelyn's learned how to fight with me. She's almost two. If I won't give her the, the Bobby, you know, she's like, rah, 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 you know, and she'll just, she's just fiery. And I like to stoke that little fiery personality. But in the same breath, it's like, you have to be kidding me. Corey, what you said about Rad and the sort of like sense of entitlement is something that I feel like I battle with my kids every single solitary day. I've tried to tell my kids, I'm going to give you this sort of allowance for these things that you're, these milestones you're going to hit, but I'm only going to do it twice a month or every other week. And Charlie flipped out on me. You never pay me. You don't ever give me money. And I'm like, I give you money all the time. No, I've flipped the F out. I'm like, you guys have no idea how good you have it. You have no idea how many things you have. There are a lot of kids that are at home right now with no food with no electronics and they can't play with anyone. I was, so I just like kind of, lo- I kind of lost it. I was like, this is just, it's not acceptable. And you have to have, a, you have to really start looking at this a little bit differently. You have to start saying, I'm grateful and wake up every day and tell me 
three things you're grateful for. I do that too. I make I make Radley anytime he starts to complain about something, I make yeah. him go write down three things he's grateful yes. for. Granted, a lot of times it's like Minecraft or something. That's all right. Still, he's grateful. He's yeah. just gonna manifest and think that my child's gonna be perfect and I'm never gonna fight with her. You should <laughs> feel that way right now. Yeah. Absolutely. He will be perfect for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely going to have some attitude. Well, in talking about what it's like to communicate with our kids, because I mean, obviously we were all perfect angels oh, as yeah. kids. I think we should talk to our parents about the biggest fights they remember having with us. I'm going to call my dad. Hi, Corey. Hi, Dad. Dad, what is the biggest fight you can ever remember us getting into when I was a kid? You and I both have the same personalities, I think. So really, I don't think we ever fought. We disagreed maybe at times. Do you remember me fighting with mom? Yes, I remember you fighting with mom, especially when you forgot to pick up your sister. Oh, it's not that I didn't pick her up. It's that we carpooled home from the dance studio when I was like 13 and she got left behind. You know, I just talked to mom about this and what I've learned is that I still haven't recovered from that moment. I don't think you ever will. The biggest fight I had with Kayla when she was growing up was that she did not want to brush her hair. So I threatened her that we would get her hair cut if she did not brush it. Well, she would not brush it. I took her to the beautician, asked the beautician to cut her hair to her shoulders. Kayla hated it. We went to the music store afterwards and the gentleman behind the counter said he instead of she. And Kayla was very upset. As soon as we got in the car, she said that she wanted her ears pierced so everyone would know she was a girl. Made the appointment. We got her ears pierced right away. But you know, I never had any more problems with Kayla brushing her hair. Hi, this is Jen. I'm here with my mom, Elaine. Mom, do you know what the biggest fight we've ever had is about? (laughs) The number of presents Dad and I give the kids at Christmas. That's right! Coming back from Christmas with about 80 gifts is quite the haul. How have we dealt with it? (laughs) Well, we have not resolved it because my response to you is that when you're a grandparent, you can make those decisions. That's true. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. kids. It is super magical and they love it and they're going to look back on that with a lot of memories, even though... I'm probably going to be getting a lot of tax write-offs in the forms of donations through the years. (laughs) For me, it's when I was a teenager, right? Yeah. And for you, it's now. (laughs) No, my biggest fight is now. And it's, it's been going on for the last 10 years. And, you know, as we talked about, it's like my mom is just, she's a Christmas holic. I think the biggest thing I've learned with resolution with Jonathan is just that at the end of the day, He knows my faults and I know his faults. And at some point you're not going to work every single fight out and it's not going to be the hill that you are going to like die on. And so you just have to learn to a lot of times just let things go and be like, this isn't going to get resolved. I don't agree with you, but I love you. And I agree to move on. You have to agree to disagree. I love you. I forgive you. And then you have to not bring it up again. That's the worst is that that when when something small sets you off and you're like, remember this time? time?" Oh my, my poor husband. (laughs) Adrian and I, when we first got engaged, we used to go to therapy Monday nights. We wanted a good baseline for our marriage. And, you know, in the interest of full transparency, this is my second marriage. My first marriage was right out of college, one year, and I knew going into another marriage. I didn't know that. You didn't? 
I met no. her between marriages. Yeah. You didn't know I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Back to therapy though. What happened was throughout the week and you know, over the weekend until Monday rolled around, we would get less and less angry about those little things so that when we sat down to talk about them on Mondays, they weren't important in the way they were when it was in the heat of the argument. And I think we learned how to argue. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Know that your spouse is messed up and move on. And I think we hit on something accidentally as we were talking. And that's that it's okay to step away from a situation when it's escalated and go, you go have a moment or a day or a week. And let's circle back to this because one thing I will say and a lesson I've learned from my husband is that sometimes he seems like something's going on in his head. And when I ask him what's wrong, he'll go, I'm just, I'm frustrated, but I'm trying to figure out why before I try to communicate that to you. I'll totally communicate this with you once I understand it better. And I actually think that's really important. Ty's goals. That is huge for someone to say. That's a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he allows me to do the same thing where I'll go, I'm just letting you know, I am super emotional right now. I'm having one of those days. Everything feels heightened. I love you. I, I feel frustrated for whatever reasons. And I'm just putting that out there that I'm just That's big in our house. Well. I do yeah. that a lot. Yeah. I, I, we put the warning label up. Have you guys read or seen Brene Brown's uh-uh. No, but I saw Wine Country. <laughs> <laughs> she said something that really stuck with me. She was telling this story about uh, an argument she had with her husband and how when you've been together for this really long time, you already see what, where it's going to escalate. To like someone huffing and puffing and then taking this angry shower. And like, you, you know, know where the buttons are and exactly what order to put Oh, them in. 100%. Yeah. You already know yeah. what the story is going to be. And I don't know whether it's her original thing or it's just like a thing that therapists say, but it's the story I'm telling myself. And that hit home with me so much. So you can sit there and see your husband do something and go, well, he doesn't care about this. And he thinks that I'm this. And, I, and, and all you're doing is telling yourself a story that may or not may not be the same story that he's telling himself. And so I struggle with that. I think it's important to go, okay, this is not the argument. This is the story I'm telling myself. And the other thing I think it's important to be able to say is I'm sorry, or I'm sorry yeah. I made you feel that way. Saying I'm, I'm sorry. sorry for contributing to that. Like yeah. I'm, you know, cause I don't think there's ever a fight where it's solely one person, yeah, even if the other person is the enabler, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, letting a certain thing continue to happen and, or whatnot. I think that everyone contributes to every single fight and recognizing that and learning how to apologize from that and then move on. And that's that's, maybe, it's not that you're not going to have the fights, but maybe they don't have to escalate. And then hopefully avoid what you were talking about, Kayla, where it can be, you know, the argument about the dishes that takes your marriage down. In fact, Jen, you talked about the reoccurring fight, which I totally get. So have you and Adrian found ways to make that recurring fight less inflammatory? Yeah, I make him do things when I need them. Like I literally... (laughs) Don't <laughs> order him around. That's the bothering answer. Bothering him until it's done. I also think that fighting can be really healthy. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think that it's just important that you are fighting really fair. Yeah. And and that it's, it's so key to getting over things to have a safe circle of people to chat with. And, you know, I, we're really grateful that we have each other to work things out with. I'm really curious to see people that are listening. What fights are there? What are their biggest fights? Yeah. Kayla, what you said is so true because my sister and I do this with each other where my sister will call and I'll do this too. She'll call me and go, 
hey, here's what I'm frustrated about and here's what I want to say to my husband and I'm calling you so that you'll tell me not to. You can edit it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really true. And, and then you have a friend or a family member to give you the other perspective, to give you that kind of fly on the wall thing where yeah. you go, yeah, I guess I see that side. Sometimes letting someone else that you respect and love who isn't a part of the argument and we talked about this, like we're protective. We're not necessarily airing stuff to everyone. I'm not saying, I have met people who the moment you meet them, they're like, my husband, da 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 yeah. da yeah. That, yeah. That's not what, really what I'm aiming for. No. It's no, not, no, no, no. you should not be transparent with your marriage with everybody. But, but you can have your people. Yeah, you, you trust want people that, you know, that root for you. They love both of you. They respect your relationship. They know that you ultimately want to be in that relationship and that you want yeah. to be happy in that relationship. And then they're just there to be a sounding board. Corey, I will say that last year, or not last year, it was a couple years ago when we were really going through problems, there are things that I would get frustrated about and you would be like, Kayla, you need to let that go. Or and be like, John's this way. Because you know John, you guys love John, you know, we holiday together. But then like there were certain things that I would tell you and you're like, no, you need to figure that out and work that out. And, it, and you were like saying, that's not okay for you to let that go. And it's really important to have those people that can you weren't saying that to me to be like, oh, John's an ass, blah, 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 blah. It was just like, that's not healthy. You guys need to figure that out right. because that won't work. And it's nice having those bumpers of saying, what's worth bringing up again and what's worth just venting over. Yeah, I think it's all about being on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, trying to find common ground. So I would I would also just love maybe somebody that's just been married a really long time. What works for you? Maybe it's a quirky or weird piece of advice, like something you do when you're fighting or something you do when there's a communication hiccup that you can share with us and we can share with our listeners. I think that would be so much fun. We have a cat named Betty who is just really annoying and does stupid stuff all the time. So anytime a light gets left on, dang it, Betty left the light on. We just blame every little small things. I will say it's made us laugh about stuff. We just blame it on our cat, Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, please take a second to rate us and subscribe us. But if if you don't like us, just don't rate us. Yeah, no. <laughs> not everyone has to like us, but just don't okay. rate us if you don't like us. Come follow us at Hi My Name Is Mom official on Instagram. Our website is Hi My Name Is Let us know what your biggest fight was, and if you have any advice for getting through communication hurdles. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next week. What's next week's episode, guys? Boobs. Mm. No. <laughs> no. Secret. Who can keep track? There's a pandemic, for goodness' sake. All right, have a good one. Thanks, guys. Your name is Mom.